kid comes up to me and says, yo, how much to how much to bring you here? I play stupid because in my mind, I already know I'm the illest nigga alive at this. I already know I'm the illest nigga alive. I'm a rare guy. I'm black. I speak Spanish and I teach math. I'm a rare guy in this educational system. So when this kid comes up to me and says, yo, you know what? How much to bring you to Walt uh, to Sam? I said, what do, you, what do you mean? He says, how much to bring you here to teach? Bear in mind, he's going into the 10th grade. If he finishes off summer school, he's going to the 10th grade. I'll probably never see him again. How much to bring you to this school? I said, I don't know, man. I mean, what you mean? He was like, yeah, man. There are no cool teachers like you. Yo, you already know what time it is. It's your boy, JR. And this is the What's Next podcast. A creative story. Walk with me. Couple of spit stains. My daughter restless and hungry. Feta. It's time to rock. She's asleep, y'all. Let's go. Yo, I feel like 95. Mm. Sachi on my body. Okay. All that balling is a hobby. Yo, Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. On the 197th day of 2022, I bring you greetings this Saturday. July the 16th, 2022. I bring you greetings from Houston, Texas. My name is John Ross Dyke the First, and this is the What's Next Podcast, a creative story, episode 135, year 72. If you've been following me on this journey, the first time I introduced my daughter, Harper Avery Ross Dyke, she was in this position. Maybe about a month old she's about six months now and we wrestled we wrestled and wrestled and wrestled and finally she's calmed down so i could podcast and i'm not gonna lie i was sweating i'm a little nervous i haven't done this in a long time i'm not in shape i told my man i said i'm not in shape so it's important that my daughter sees this in the future if lord forbid she don't i don't make it it's important that she knows who her father is and was, what her father represented. I wish she was up right now so you could see her onesies of Still Visionary ink, just like my shirt. We're matching, same color pants on and everything. But it's important that she be here, even if she sleep to understand what it takes to get to the next level. How people, you know, come into liking things in this very moment right here. She was touching the mics earlier. She was trying to speak into the mic earlier. And, it, you know, it was a moment I missed. I got it on Instagram, but it was a moment I missed. But I'm just grateful to be in this time period right now. I'm just grateful. One, that one, my wife is out of town this weekend. So I'm able to sit with my daughter by myself. If she cries, I got to figure it out. You heard? If she if she if she's hungry, I got to figure it out. I got to pick up on all the clues. I got to be here day and night. You know what I'm saying? And make sure she's right. And I'm just grateful for this opportunity because I'm not going to lie to you. Before, I, I was a, I was a tad bit nervous to have her by myself. You know, I'm used to being able to go as I want. My wife tells me that all the time when she hears this. 
she understand that she was telling the truth. And sometimes I'll be trying to play her. But I'm used to being able to go when I want. Now I have to accommodate Harper. Harper has to be taken care of. Harper has to be fed and Harper has to be, you know, real talk. Yesterday, I was on the way to get my hair cut and my daughter woke up. We were in my we were in my whip. My daughter woke up. She started crying. I said, oh, pacifier. Then I looked around to see in the car if I had a bag and a bottle. I forgot everything at home. I said, damn, I'm going to be late to this appointment. But you know what? I had to turn back around and grab everything because, you know, now I can I can go days, not days. I can go hours a whole day without eating, but she can't go too long. So when she started crying, I start to panic, turn back around when I got the bottle, warm one up. And that is what it is to be a father. This moment right here. Houston, what's going on? Welcome to my Patreon page. You've been asking, JR, what's going on with the podcast? Well, starting March the 15th, 2022 at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, full episodes of the What's Next podcast will be exclusively available on Patreon. You being here means one thing, that you're in support of me, Steel Visionary Inc., and the What's Next podcast. So I'd love it if you subscribe to one of my three tiers. I do what I do for myself to prove that I can do it for others. See you on Patreon. Yo, man, uh, I hope everybody's well. It's 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 been a crazy year seven. If you've been following this podcast, I came on this podcast sometime around August 2021 and I introduced an episode called Year Seven, where I was detailing what was going on into that seventh year of education. Right. So since then, I won district. I won district as as a freshman in JV coach. I won district. Uh, just a beautiful experience. Just a, a beautiful experience to to finally be there, Pete. There was something missing. Here I am, um, you know, walking into the seventh year. Seven is the number of completion. As a Mason, I understand what the word said, what the, what the number seven signifies. Understand what it signifies. John understand Ross Dyke, founder of Still You know, I understand wholeheartedly what Kings of Israel told me what it meant, what, what it means, but I want more. I want more. And I don't know if it was. If it's, you know, I don't know, you know, year seven, mm. year seven, I was year just seven. like, man, if I'm not careful, if I don't, you know, start to write my goals down and, 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 and see myself accomplishing them. Right. Because, and I'll explain in a second. Right. Man, I could get trapped. I could become a career educator. Right. And, and is that really for me? I mean, when I said that, I didn't think it was possible. And, you know, it's like I was telling my brother, my brother, my my younger brother to me, I was telling him the other day, you know, sometimes people look at other people's grass 
Sometimes people look at other people's lives and regardless of what it took for that person to get to that point, they start to compare and contrast their life to theirs, to their to this counterpart that they're talking about. They look at their life, they say, well, they're there, they're here, they're there, they're here, they're there, they're here, I'm here, they're there, I'm there, or I'm here rather, right? And they never quite factor in what it took for that person to get there. And then on the other end of that, They never quite say, well, I might be happier here if I figure out a plan at this current position and grind it out. It got me to thinking. I said I was in the shower one day. I was thinking to myself, I said, man, success is so subjective. Because somebody could come up to you and tell you you're not successful, even though you've been grinding and putting your work and hard sweat and tears and doubts and anxiety and whatever you have it. You've been putting all of that into whatever you do. And somebody could come up to you and tell you you're not successful. And I start thinking to myself, you know what? It's time to fess up. What do I mean by that? Yo, I might not make it in podcasting, y'all. I might not make it as an actor. It's a 50 50, you know, those that say, yo, you know, would you got to be positive? Yeah, you do. But let me just let me just be real about the situation. You know what I'm saying? You know what what it takes to to make a successful podcast for one to two to three to ten people to listen to your podcast and then multiply exponentially. So now ten people turns into a hundred, a hundred people turns into ten thousand, ten thousand turns into a million. If it's even fathomable, you know what it's like to get to that point? Yo. I might not make it in podcasting. I might not make it in the silver screen. And that's not to pull or tear myself down or be discouraging to myself and my goals. That's just keeping it real because it takes a lot to get to that point. I said to myself, I might not make it in podcasting, but here's the reality of things. I did one. And if my daughter sees that I did a podcast and I tell her about podcasting in the near future and she needs a reference point, she knows that she's been on a couple of podcasts that I've referred to her, that I dedicated all the podcasts that she was on or when she was born that that I did, I dedicated it all to her. She has a tangible aspect to podcasting and maybe she could take it to the next level. So when I realized, yo, you know what? I might not be successful in this. My eyes opened up and I saw the success in what I had. So I told my brother, I said, yo, you know what? If you're not happy doing what you're doing, why don't you go up? You know, you're going to jump and you're going to jump ship and go somewhere else. Right. You're going to jump ship and go somewhere else and start from the ground bottom. If you figure out a way where you are and elevate from there, you already started there. You got stocks there you got a whole bunch of things that's going right for you there you're not happy because the bread ain't right but apply and go higher with that being said during year seven i signed a contract for three extra years ain't no guarantee that this podcast become number one i said snatch that out yo ain't no guarantee that I become a, a mainstream actor. I'm going to still do it though. Right. But it's a guarantee that every year. This escrow come out of my check. TRS come out of my check. And that account keeps building. So if I don't make it, my daughter got something to rest on. You know what I'm saying? So year seven district champion 
I saw 16 of my kids get mastery on the math star exam. I learned so much from this year, y'all. I learned that kids will be loyal to you. They will adapt to who you are. They will try to become you. They will love on you. And then they can be not loyal. They can be disloyal. I learned that too. I learned that to a T this year too. Pouring everything I could into the softball program just for them to come back and stab me in my back. Say I wasn't doing this. Side with what was wrong. You know what I'm saying? I learned a lot in year in year seven, man. And I'm, I'm this is year seven too. This is year seven to the conclusion. Because not only had I done all my summer school at Waltrip and done all my teaching and coaching at Waltrip, just to come to find out during the summertime, I wouldn't be teaching at Waltrip. I wouldn't be at sports specific or SAC camp at Waltrip. I had to go to Sam Houston. Kid comes up to me and says, yo, how much to how much to bring you here? I play stupid because in my mind, I already know I'm the illest nigga alive at this. I already know I'm the illest nigga alive. I'm a rare guy. I'm black. I speak Spanish and I teach math. I'm a rare guy in this educational system. So when this kid comes up to me and says, yo, you know what? How much to bring you to Walt, uh, to Sam? I said, what do, you, what do you mean? He says, how much to bring you here to teach? Bear in mind, he's going into the 10th grade. If he finishes off summer school, he's going to the 10th grade. I'll probably never see him again. How much to bring you to this school? I said, I don't know, man. I mean, what you mean? He was like, yeah, man, there are no cool teachers like you. Lit my heart. Lit my heart. It lit my heart. I told him, man, what, what your dad do to cartel or what? What do you he was like? Nah, my dad has an automotive shop. So whatever you whatever the number is, you let me know. Now, he was just joking or he could have been serious. I don't know. But. That type of appreciation. Makes you feel good. Year seven, algebra one, year seven, two, rather algebra one. A cakewalk for me. To the point where I was thinking to myself, man, I really don't ever want to teach another subject matter. You know, algebra one, you need to have that type of pressure on your back because, you know, coaching a freshman team and teaching freshmen, six of the players on my freshman team of, of a 12 man roster, six of those players were in my algebra one class. Everyone that I taught that was on my algebra one class passed the star exam Two of the guys that were in my honors class. Got mastery. John Vasquez, Aiden Randall, Mastery. I taught Lucas. I taught Jamari. I taught, yeah, those two. John, Jamari, Aiden, Lucas, EB at a point in time. Raheem, I taught. They got mad. Oh, well, Aiden and John Vasquez, one of my honors classes, they got mastery. Cyrus played football. He got mastery. He was in my second period class. But it was a it was a great year. It was a great year. I have no complaints about it. And, you know, when I started year seven, I didn't have her. 
I didn't have her. <laughs> you know what I mean? So year seven, two, you know, I'm doing it with my daughter. And story time. Loyalty is key to me. It's it's everything. I can be a screw up. I can be the worst husband, the worst teacher. I can be the worst father. But being loyal is key. And towards the and, and you know the like I've said, the longer part of the year comes after the majority of the breaks. After spring break, it's just a it's just a overdrive. It's it's going up that hill. My softball team. Girls that I ride or die for. And, you know, this is off the heels of having a player like Courtney Everts say, I came back to play for you. I'm used to that type of admiration. Even if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm used to that type of devotion, loyalty, admiration to who I am and what I bring to the program. I was informed this year. You've been reported on. I said, hmm. And everybody knows you got to go the extra mile for these kids. Sometimes you treat them like your own, your own flesh and blood. I got on the phone with one parent. I said, I feel like your daughter played me. She said, well, what do you mean? I said. Our first game of the season. I went around and got all grades changed. For her so she could be eligible. Just to come to find out that she put my name on the paper, reported on me. Had another girl tell me, yo, you talk about me behind my back. When I tell you, at a point in time on my team, it was no leadership. The leadership was coming from the younger girls. And I, you know, and I had to, I had to, you know, it was just, it was taxing. It was taxing. Man, I think it it I I got sick from it. It was taxing. The subliminal stress, it was taxing. To know that what I said as the head coach was deliberately being disobeyed by my players. I'm reminded of that because this summer the headlines in, in the NBA have been Kyrie and KD. And the announcers will come on and say, hey, you know what? Well, Kyrie wanted to lead the team. He would have individual practices outside of Steve's Nash reign. He wanted to lead the team. And the messages that kept saying were players can't lead the team, even at that level. They're paid millions of dollars. But the, the running narrative is the same when it comes to players who think that they can run the team. You see, the reason why the coach is there is because. The coach has to bring out the best from the worst players. I don't think that these superstar athletes that 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 come up and then eventually become pro understand that you got your own. You God given what you do is God given. But to the 12th man on the roster, if I if he makes the team and he's supposed to be vital or useful for our future and our progress if he can't do what I asked him to do and you can't teach him because he's not on your level. So you don't feel the need to kind of motivate him or you can't make him better. That's my job to make him better. 
or at least get the best out of him that I can. Kids don't understand that. And, and, and softball has some kind of entitlement to it. You know, it's one of those sports and I can only speak on it because I've been involved with it for for six years now. It's it's one of those sports that just these girls, girls are by nature. They're aggressive in leadership and ownership and saying this, this is theirs. Right. So. They. You really it's like messing with their children. They don't want to really kind of bend a buckle you're either on their level or you're not and those that are not on their level some of them side with the girls that are on their level on that level just so that they don't feel like they're inferior so it was just a tumultuous year on the softball team to the point where i had to ask for help man hey man i don't know what i'm doing i thought about quitting walking away from it i thought about walking away from it because to be honest You know, but HISD, HISD, HISD threw money at us. It's funny. My wife is back in school, and so we were going around. We were going around working on it, working on her project, and I was on the southwest side of town on Fondren in between. Willow Bend in South Braisewood. There used to be a YMCA that I used to go and, you know, hoop there from time to time. That's the last time I played against my little brother who who would eventually beat me 16 to 5 in that game. And it was gone. I drive around coming from the southwest up Maine, which is US 90. I drive around to get to the crib. And I drive past that Whataburger that stays busy. And that Golden Corral right there is boxed up. They got boxes all on the windows. And I said to myself, damn, the recession. If you don't want to call it the recession, man, COVID really messed people up, man. And I don't know if I've said this before on the podcast, but. I stopped complaining about the lack thereof in HISD. Why? Because when I was at the crib during COVID, I was being paid my bills. I didn't have to close down nothing. When I drive around and I see that, I said, man, the perks of being an educator. I can't I can't hate that. I can't hate it at all. Shouts to my educators, man. Shouts to y'all. Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3 says. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. You do what you do for yourself to prove you can do it for others. Even though the year of perfect vision needed corrective lenses, your vision was never out of focus. You remained still. You remain determined. Kobe said, The Mamba mentality is the attention to detail and the level of commitment. Run your race because you got time. Keep the momentum. Believe in your story, a creative story. Remember, never stay comfortable while trusting the process. Be innovative in your 720 hours. There will be stumbling blocks. You just keep pushing. Most importantly, what's next? Continue to drop. Every Tuesday. 
Every Tuesday? Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. I bet my man Mario Wands, I said, yo, the Warriors going to win this thing. He said, nah, the Celtics, I got them winning in seven. I said, cool, let's bet. We bet that if the Warriors win, that he would pin CS2. Let me explain CS2. Betty, here's a snippet of it. Okay, so when you say do anything, what exactly do you mean? Give me an example. Okay, um, so one time we were talking about having kids, right? And he made this huge deal out of me wanting to know the sex of the child before the child had arrived. And in that case, I was just stating my own opinion and there was no reason for him to get so upset. That's not what like, happened. That's exactly what no, happened. No, it's not. Yes, that it is, is not what happened. She made it seem as if it was absurd to wait until the child arrived and be surprised with the sex of the child. Felicia said people don't do that. I asked her, was she speaking in general or was she speaking for herself? Felicia said in general, I said no way. People wait all the time to find out the sex of the child. Okay, so we had two different point of views. There was no reason to get so upset. No, I got upset because then you got quiet and you want to talk anymore. You don't want to talk about that, then fine, but there's no reason to get completely quiet. I got quiet because you made it seem like it was crazy or a problem that I felt the way that I did. Talking about it just goes with me needing security. You, you see? That's what I'm dealing with on my end. If I say how I feel, it's taken as an automatic shot at her if it doesn't coincide with how she feels. Felicia makes it seem like I'm saying she's wrong or absurd for thinking that way. And you are a person who needs to know everything. That's a fact. Oh, okay. So I do. So what? So don't get mad when I state the facts. Guys, listen. Things affect people in different ways. Instead of trying to be understood, try understanding the other person's POV. Felicia, a situation for you may be different for him. And sometimes, Solomon, you may feel a certain way and vice versa. This doesn't mean that anyone is wrong or anyone's going to ridicule the other. It's simply different POVs. I think it's important that you two consider each other's perspectives and feelings before you speak. That can prevent arguments. Yo, so so Chameleon Sunrise, we wrote back in the day, right? Detailing relationships and the secrets that people keep in relationships, trying to avoid the reality of what your insecurities are in a relationship. And so some people camouflage the truth for their defense, right? We wrote a short, a short film entitled chameleon sunrise detailing the miscommunications and the reflection and what the toll it takes on a relationship, right? I played a therapist in that sec in that, in that short film. So my man and I are coming together again to continue that saga. You know, it's frowned upon in the African-American community about therapy. I'm almost done, Mia. I'm almost done. Okay. It's frowned upon in the African-American community that if you have issues, you should talk to somebody about your issues. We want to take it to church. We want to pray about it. We want to ask the Lord to heal us of any kind of illnesses that we have as a black community right in chameleon sunrise we talked to african-american to an african-american couple and the first one that is we talked to an african-american couple who is having an who's having a communication problem right so in that clip that you saw it was me my man mario wanza the second miata labelle uh who starred in that short film 
So my man is writing a second series, third series, and however long it takes to to rectify the situation that that character is having, he's writing it all down now, and and we're getting back into the groove of things. It's just time. It's time. I want to say shout out to my man, Josh Belize, who was in episode 134, Disney Ed. He's getting married on the 23rd of July. I'm going out there to be his best man. I'm just grateful for the opportunity to stand there with him. I'm grateful for what the Lord did to, to bless our friendship, to keep us as friends, even at a distance for however long we've been friends now since 2005. And next week, I'm going out there to watch him say I do. My man, Josh Ryan Belize, you know, if y'all know what we've been through as roommates and as as homeboys, you know, we talked about it in episode 134, man. It's a beautiful thing to maintain a friendship over a distance, right? Sometimes friends need to be in their faces every day. Sometimes they need to call every day. But, you know, with my brother and I, you know, we talk now more so often than we than we did in the past. But the love and the camaraderie that we have for each other has not faded. He came down in 2017 and was my best man. And he asked me, he said, Jay, Jr., I need you to stand with me. And I said, no doubt. So this coming Saturday, I'll be standing with my man in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, as he gets married. I saw the tiny desk for Usher. Mm, 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 mm. Man, that boy good. That boy is good, man. I saw the tiny desk for Usher and I was like, wow. So the song that's on my mind is from the Confessions album. Let me find it. I'm going to do one from the Confessions album. And then I'm going to do one from The Greatest Rapper Alive. By the way, y'all need to check out his podcast. If you haven't already, you need to check out Nas's podcast on Spotify. Right. It's a really good podcast. I studying podcasts and this hiatus that I've taken. I realized that I can improve on certain things. The song that's on my mind from Usher's album is Take Your Hand. Let's get a snippet. Yeah. Let me see if I can get another snippet. Here we go. John Ross Dyke first, founder of Still Visionary Inc. and creator so, of the What's Next podcast, dropping every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Take your hand off of Confessions, and I'm going to go. I've been listening to Nas lately. You know, Nas did that documentary on Showtime, The Supreme Team. Man, what am I going to do around that time period? Man, what Nas record am I going to do? I created a Nas Track 9s list and Nas Track 3s list. So I'm going to go, f- I don't know what Nas record that I'm thinking of. The most recent one that I played is Rare off of, uh, I think it's King's Disease 2. Yeah, Rare, Moments, you know, Rare, Moments, Nobody featuring Lauren Hill. Nah, it's the greatest show. It don't matter. So, uh, 
In conclusion, this is day 197. We have 168 days left in 2022. I just wanted to podcast before I go out to PA, before I go out to San Antonio this weekend for the coaching clinic. Needed my daughter to see this again. I do what I do for myself to prove that I could do it for others. I don't know when I'll be back. Motivation creates consistency. I don't know when I'll be back. But when I get back, it's on. Yo, I feel like 95. <laughs> <laughs> Visionary Inc. and creator of the What's Next podcast, dropping every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time.